violence in Ukraine, a famine in Yemen, a crisis in Darfur's regime. Tonight on NPR, we're going to be building worlds with our friends. <laughs> we have Walter Kunkel and Morgan Chessman here on the show, 30 Minute Worlds. Hello, it's so great for you to have me. It's a, a pleasure, a pleasure that's truthfully greater every time I go into this bit, which I realize we've done before, pretending that, we've, that we're NPR, or that we have anything important to say. It's so great that while other things are happening that are important, we can fuck off and do bullshit <laughs> in the podcast. I agree. You know, a lot of people I talk to about world building are like, your world building, uh, there's this kind of ideal behind it where it's a flight of fancy and it's completely unproductive. And for me, that's the only takeaway to world building. Uh, it's fun <laughs> and it's unproductive. But then it also has to like pay lip service to real world conflicts or issues. It's like, no, you, <laughs> you literally should never do that. <laughs> Stop. And this is a two-person ep, actually. And what we like to do on the two people eps is, is make fun of the two other people who are missing. Oh, yeah. No, Daniel and Belvin, some of the biggest cucks of all time. So I'm going to yes. say that on the record here. And this is broadcast globally. I, <laughs> I don't even like that word. And I think it's offensive. But yeah, but I will say it. I will say, well, I won't say it, but I'll agree. Thank you. And can, can we actually narrow in on how funny this is that we are broadcast globally? That <laughs> you can listen to us in any country. It doesn't matter unless your government has disconnected your uh, state internet from the rest yeah. of the world. You can download us and listen to us at, to your heart's desire. Mm. That's true. Fat That's lot of true. good that'll do you. The other thing we do on the two-man episodes, apart from making fun of the two hosts who weren't here, is we kind of play it fast and loose with the prompts. Uh, Chessman, you came into this studio. We do have a full production studio. <coughs> That's uh, true. You came into the studio today. You pushed several interns out of the way, uh, several key grips and production assistants. You jostled past them because you had an idea. What is that idea? I feel like you're deflecting because what you said was that you would have the idea. However, I do have an idea. So this is still fine. And also I did do all that. I have a twist on your idea. Yeah, okay. you did definitely do that. <laughs> um, Notorious for your behavior on set at the podcast. Incorrigible, here. really. If, if I didn't, if, you know, if I paid them, they would be mad. Um, it's Okay. Did you watch Stargate growing up? No, I actually have no idea what that is. I'm okay. not being serious here. I have no clue what Stargate is. Okay. Well, Stargate is, uh, I guess you call it sort of like a monster of the week type show. Um, on this, it was on the sci-fi channel where like every week, like a team of, <clears throat> Like a team of people, I guess they were like they were military, technically Air Force, would go through this like magical portal that of like there was a piece of ancient technology to okay. a different planet 
in their galaxy and there'd be like it, it it's a little like uh it's a little like star trek where star trek they would travel but no to another ships. world there's a big portal right so it, that's the sort of the twist is that one unlike star trek it's not super far in the future so we're dealing with modern day technology uh against like ancient technology and frankly magic there's like a there's a lot of magic in the show i think they try to play it off as ancient technology but it's clearly not <laughs> it's fucking be, be, people like leave their bodies and ascend and and turn into like force ghosts essentially so it's like there's magic um i got you this may be the longest you've ever been allowed to talk on the show without being interrupted. Are I you know, cognizant of that? I know. Well, it's because I'm not talking about science bullshit. You're right. You're talking about hard fiction, which yeah, we love here. Absolutely. So I kind of wanted to do I, – I have a plan to run a uh, D&D game or maybe some other system. It's set in this sort of, this sort of world where like you you are like on one planet and you discover you discover a gate like this and use that as a as a method to flesh out the rest of this galaxy okay my twist on this because it looks like you have a pretty solid idea well what's what's unique about this as opposed to stargate what sets this apart well this is the thing is that stargate I don't necessarily want to run a game in with the trappings of Stargate in general. Like whatever this might be. Well, like it's modern day. It's very heavily militarized and like they love the Air Force on Stargate, which um makes sense. I think they they had partially fund the show or something. I'm not totally sure. Awesome. Respect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it, they don't like other branches of government, which is hilarious. Uh they just like the air force <laughs> but so it wouldn't be I, i'm i'm not married to the um modern stuff i'm not even really married to sci-fi like i could go fantasy on this hang on i got an idea for you uh and i just hit upon it now and it's brilliant actually what if it's called seagate and it's very heavily navy funded actually okay and these gates exist in the middle of the ocean. So there's already a logistics uh, issue with getting to them. Interesting. And they deposit you onto the oceans of other worlds. Okay. I Oh, uh, this is good. This is good. Yeah, let's... I kind of want to lean into this. Yeah, this is good. You can still explore other worlds, but you're kind of in an ocean... Uh, medium for a large part of the game. True. Can other things come through the gate that's on the hub world? The the way that it works is generally like if you dial the way it works in Stargate at least is that you when you dial you have to know the coordinates basically and then you, you dial up a location and then you go there. Using sort of like an astrolabe, perhaps, or magical uh, seafaring symbol. You could do that. Yeah. The in uh, if these stargates were in Stargate, they were made in like a as part of a network. So there was like a um, 
there was a device that was just there as like basically a keyboard to punch in your location, your 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 um your destination. I do like Astrolabe. I like some some other method of because this is like what is this gate? What does the gate look like? In the middle of the ocean. I think it's like a region of space and you can only tell that you're in it at night and there's kind of like weird light phenomena over this part of the sea that you can see if you're in it uh, because it's not like a big arch in the middle of the ocean. I think that's a bit lame, frankly. Okay. You could have a bunch of worlds that are globe worlds. They have air. They have an atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. And then outside of this atmosphere of air, there's water. Uh, there is a a life sea or like a, a star oh. sea instead of space. And there's air for us to breathe on. But what these little spots in the middle of planets let you do is they let you actually traverse the wider sea uh, that... Actually, that doesn't make a lot of sense because ships would still have to sail on the surface of it. I don't know how I like that. I kind of like because, <clears throat> you know, I, the visual that I like is actually more of like a whirlpool. Mm, but like, yeah, not a whirlpool. This the this is the, the weird thing is that it's not a whirlpool that seems to suck you in. Uh-huh. It's it's a hole in the ocean. It's, yes, it, it's, there are capillaries in the ocean where a ship can sail through. Yeah, you just sort of you tilt over without falling and just sort of sail yeah. into this. And it's only on the surface of the ocean mm-hmm. too, so it's like it 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 it's sort of like you just sort of get sucked in, um, and, and then that that tra- that and then you're sailing yeah. through like a. I actually really like the aesthetic of a ship going down this uh, gate and mm-hmm. then sailing through. Have you ever seen the Doctor Who opening? Yes. Uh, where it's the tunnel mm-hmm. of like light and energy. Well, that's all water uh, and it's all around you. Mm-hmm. And you're sailing through a navigable, like a bloodstream uh, that your <laughs> ship is like floating through. And there's all this detritus. There's like dead ships, like sea hulks weird life that lives down here in the like sea between seas beautiful yes absolutely okay then so so now we have so you go out into the middle of the ocean in a ship you slip down into this into this uh sea gate this yeah um standing pool like uh just a hole just a hole in in the ocean and yeah, then yeah. those sort of pop up in in ocean do those sort of like pop up in different places in the ocean you have to They're look for them constant so every world because space is water there's a lot more water on the planets in this setting mm-hmm. i would say even the like what passes for like light or starlight of the star it could be like some giant bioluminescent organism in the middle of like what would pass as our solar system, mm-hmm. right? That thrives on like the water. So okay, 
there could be a lot of uh, play with this kind of the planets kind of float around. They're not in orbit. Mm -hmm. They're just kind of pulled or moved by the currents. So days and night cycles are a bit weird. There are no seasons, right? It's not super hot or cold where you're at, but there is land and there is water on planets. And there's a bubble of protective air that lets humans live on them. Okay. But these gates are in, I'm going to say they're in constant places on the planets. And we don't know entirely who put them there. Maybe. It's your setting, actually. You it, can decide. I, I like the idea of their possibly being like transient gates that pop up and go away that like yeah that could happen but maybe I do you have like, a compass that points to them yeah also as a magic item that would be kind of neat yeah i, I yeah there's like um scholars that like uh camp out around the around the gates a gate new gates that pop up or old gates and are like and like testing them to make sure that they're going to stay open long enough to explore um and that kind of that kind of thing um but there definitely is a constant gate because like there there's at least one constant gate that is that is on this that is on this planet the on the on this core planet that uh, that I envision um and they send expeditions down into it uh yeah, to brave yeah, its depths yeah. I like this yeah I also like the idea that they maybe aren't able to do it initially, but they slowly learn how to, this really like get Seagate transport network works. Yeah, this is really interesting because it's a maritime space setting. Mm -hmm. It allows for a lot of thematic uh, trade between worlds of like spices and other shit mm -hmm. that other worlds don't have. Uh, so that's kind of interesting to me inherently. I just think it's kind of cool. Uh, yeah. What I will say is that I think it would be neat, and this is just a hunch I have, that there was a race that made the gates, and they're still around, but they're not as powerful as they once were. And they made the gates to advance their uh, solar system spanning empire, their trade network that they wanted to set up. Yes. And then things politically didn't play out for them. And they're still around. You can go visit their planet. And they're super butthurt about other people using the gates that they made. <laughs> they're, they're like, they're still, a, their major city is like completely in ruins. They, they have like a Maybe, Rome. Yeah, yeah. They were like the first seafarers. Yeah. And they're like a Carthaginian kind of culture. Uh, and let's make them a race of like, biblical giants because i think that's cool yeah oh. they have huge ass hulk ships basically so that's why the gates are so big that's why the gates are so big and it's also they didn't really know it they're good seafarers but they're not actually cut out to use the gates effectively because mm. they need so much food to sustain themselves for these long voyages huh they hadn't really cracked the code on how to preserve all that food. And that was kind of the downfall of this entire plan. They had great magical power when it came to making the gates. But uh, they don't know how to like salt meats or like cure them, basically. <laughs> it's too 
uh, preserve enough food for their like giant sailors. Their boats just aren't big enough to transport the supplies they need. You need like actual human sized races, and that's about where sailing caps out. This is like their one technology. Like they've got. Yeah, like, it was the gates. And yeah, yeah. It's like architecture, boats, and. Um, and these gates and then the rest well, of there it, are like huge naval practices and, and that yeah, kind of yeah. shit there are huge naval power on their like home planet you know but they can't venture too far from it because they don't have the logistics yeah in place to do that for long-haul voyages uh their bodies get tired quicker yeah so i do like the idea of there are like you can't really go too close to their home planet because they're mad about people using the gates. So you have to detour mm-hmm. kind of around it or they can venture out and strike you and take your like goods, basically. Oh, they've become upset. Like they, they, like, like they couldn't make the gate system work. So yeah, they made it like, harder well, to work. They made it harder to if use. If you losers are using it, then we're going to... Yeah, they're basically like a pirate race. <laughs> <laughs> they like... <laughs> There's like a maze around their planet. There's there's like a maze of gates oh, that I makes it like difficult that. to get to unless uh, you yeah, know how to navigate it. Their gates near their planet are designed to trip people up and are complicated. Yeah. I like that a lot. Be- it's beautiful. I just love this idea of these asshole this asshole race. It's like, yes, I could help you if I fucking cared. Well, they they had the tools to unite the whole like solar system and in a way they did actually but they couldn't use those tools selfishly for their own ends and because of that (laughs) they want to take their ball and go home yeah in fact they're trying to undo the magic of the gates uh because they're like well we'll figure out right now all the gates offer is like a way for other races to do the shit we wanted to do Mm mm-hmm and so we're going to hit pause. No one else knows how to make them except for us. So maybe we could negotiate with our god or with the sun jellyfish or whoever it was. Mm-hmm. Let us make the gates, right? Or whatever magic we had mm-hmm. to do it. Maybe we could hit the pause button on the gates working for a long time. And so there's a danger of that. It's like every time you go into the sea between the seas or the sea between worlds, you don't know whether it's going to be your last journey or not, because there's the weird political imperialistic machinations of this former power that could Mm -hmm. effectively hit the nuke button on this entire enterprise. The fly in the ointment for them, I think would be other, other, uh, the other peoples of this soul of this system. Mm-hmm. actually figuring out how to make them yes and, which they don't want and, and when that happens they can no longer shut it down so yeah. so they're like yeah they're simultaneously there's like well there's like political machinations where like they don't all want to shut the gates down some of them still are used like and there's some people who are like what are you talking about like i yeah, want to go somewhere actually it's interesting you can connect the same world with gates too and effectively make like uh because the space water is ethereal like it can kind of there's an area called the dark sea which allows you to travel kind of like under the crust of your own planet you're navigating this pitch black tunnel through your own planet uh using like ethereal water 
Yes. You don't know really what I'm talking about, and that's okay. So through ethereal water? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like the uh, astral sea. The Yes. So there's an astral sea, but there's also a sea that comprises... This might be a bit of a weird idea, but the, basically what I'm trying to say is, and we can not touch on this because it's going to get complicated but hey, if you if you had time for my science then this is fine it, it's not science just a like <laughs> weird thing i wanted to say you can connect areas of your own planet with the astral sea and potentially get there faster mm-hmm. because you don't have to take into account things like weather or the curvature of the earth mm-hmm. or uh, uh weird zoning laws right mm-hmm. around this like one maritime port right and maybe you have this uh, this ability on a ship. On a ship. Yeah. And like Oh my yeah, like so this is this is what I'm envisioning. Is that there's two ways to travel the astro this this sea. Is that there's these gates that have been set up, and then maybe you can make temporary holes, but say you make that temporary hole on you create a bubble essentially. And you just, yeah. you just, uh, the ship is there, and then suddenly the sea drops away from under it, and it just slips, it just slips into the, uh, into the astral sea, and it, and the, and the water just like rushes up, uh, where it was, and, and it's gone. Like I a, like that a lot. Like a jump, like a, like a jumping. T- it's like this is like the, um, the. Two different kinds of star travel uh, methods. There's like there's like um, uh, like wormhole tech where you're traveling through some sort of like alternate, not wormhole, but like there's tech where you like you're traveling through an alternate dimension that where you can just get there faster, which is what they uh-huh. see, which is what the gates are. And then there's this, which is actually you're sort of punching a hole and you're uh you're jumping the, the this is the jumping type tech where you actually just go there immediately yeah yeah there's certain areas in which they can do that and, and and the giants have never figured out how to do this they don't know this technology yes yeah uh maybe there's another race that was like oh well we kind of actually hacked it mm-hmm. this other race is like there's actually water everywhere that's like a ghost, like it right. literally an ethereal plane that we can't see. Actually, not just the shit outside our atmosphere, but yeah, there's shit that exists on top of our own layer of reality, and you can travel along that. And the giants are like, "What the fuck are you talking? About? <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's insane! Like you hear yourselves? That's absurd." Since this is a D and D game, actually, we don't get to prep for too many of these, but it might be neat to kind of talk a little bit about the player character's role. I was thinking it might be neat to have them exist as part of this giant race. Actually, not as the outside race, but as part of the bad guy race. As part of the bad guy race. Okay. So they're they're a splinter faction of the giants? Maybe. Or maybe they want to actually shut the seas down and let their race... Their race does have a tragic story. They built this huge thing... Actually, it's not that tragic. They they really built this thing to exploit people. And mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. there was no noble aim in mind. Maybe they want to advance the political aims of their race. Maybe, truthfully, they don't. Uh, but I do think it would be neat imposing the logistics of 
Actually, this is a terrible idea. Never mind. Ignore me. They should be able to play as whatever race they want. I'm backtracking. Oh. And I never say that I have bad ideas, but I'm like, you know what? Just let them play as whoever they want. They're going to want to do that anyway. I, I think that there's a certain level of like not well, like if you don't have elves in your setting, you don't want your players to play elves. That makes sense. Uh, if you if your elves, for instance, are a uh, dying race of which there's only like a handful, you maybe would discourage your players from playing elves but like yeah i it also i it feel like it would be difficult to run like it's always difficult to run giants as player characters anyways that's true um but i do think that these giants when they were traveling to when they were actively traveling across the the system they interacted with a lot of um people and like maybe they like maybe they brought them back maybe not as slaves right maybe let's not do that but i mean probably yeah probably they brought back slaves um yeah i mean let's be real they they've built it to take slaves it's unfortunate we that's yeah we've the yeah the way that this is set up unfortunately you have to say that the giants are colonizers on some level they're just failed colonizers yeah which is actually kind of interesting it's like they had the tech to do it and they well their their own genetics and biology fucked them and they're like oh Mm -hmm. shit now it's funny actually if the giants developed a way to travel faster they can't travel kind of by jumping they haven't figured that out Mm -hmm. but if they develop shit like steam combustion or uh like actual just straight up technology to move through water faster uh that would actually be hugely problematic for other people uh, presumably. I do like that this is... Because they are the yeah. best fighters in the setting, bar none. Of they course. They kind of have, like, a militaristic bent, and they're, of course, also giants, you know? So oh, it's like, all right. Yeah, just one of them would be terrifying. And, and if they yeah. if they had this sort of um, uh, industrial revolution sort, I guess, to it develop, like... I guess you call it mundane's technologies. Yeah. Um, they would be absolutely terrifying. Um, so I, I like the idea that in order to thwart that, there's a, there's a group that is trying to set, shut down the, the Seagate network in order to like stop them from meddling in the, uh, it basically taking over the the solar system through superior technology. Yeah, I kind of also think too that like uh, we wouldn't know really of industrial revolutions. No one anticipates an industrial revolution in a setting until it happens. No, no one thinks like, oh, well, if the giants develop steam combustion, uh, they'll be unstoppable. Everyone's like, what's steam combustion? You know, that's yeah. really the attitude that they would actually have. In regards, because you can't predict an industrial revolution happening. It's something that always catches people unawares or caught us unaware, at least in our own reality. Oh, yeah. But there could be people who want to shut down the gates for other reasons. True. Uh, Maybe there are people who get a raw deal out of this whole uh, interplanetary connectedness. There are certain other factions, perhaps... 
you could say dictatorial factions that want to restrict access to the flow of goods or information. Well, yeah, people who would want to be against it would be anyone who wants to maintain control apart from the giants and also anyone who is being sort of exploited who is would yeah, be exploited anyone, by the giants anyone who kind of had a good deal on their home system and the gates shook everything up uh-huh. uh now they're like okay we got to deal with this factor because i think the way that the giants interact with the other worlds the main way that they interact with them is that a bunch of them will just show up, raid your planet, and then leave. Yeah, I yeah. The sea giants are like an incredibly uh, pervasive and like existential threat, especially if you live close to them, or if your planet drifts closer to them uh, in the current of the world sea, which you can see kind of since. The sun doesn't work like a normal sun. It's like a bioluminescent god of some kind. Uh, hmm. And space isn't like black. You can kind of see other planets in the clear water of space. Like you can look up and see when you're close to another planet. And be like, ah, oh, it's probably bad. <laughs> okay. So you actually... Okay, that's. I mean, it looks very cool. It, yeah. Space is kind of a atmosphere blue, a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a blue tint to all light. Uh, yeah. By, and what's actually uh, devastating? These planets are surrounded by an atmosphere which is an air bubble, like like they're pieces of particle in a piece in water. Mm-hmm. But you could pop that bubble, theoretically, with a strong enough force. And no one's created one yet. But that would essentially exterminate all life, <laughs> apart from aquatic life on that planet. Yeah. I think the idea of a, a bubble is just like the surface of, like, if you put air in water or water in air, it's just the surface that forms. So if you just, like, if you just push a lot of water into an air bubble it caves and it changes yeah, starts to change true. shape and just like a wave passes over the entire planet and and the water and the air just gets and like this cast out of the space scarily enough happened to like a planet in the past also so people are aware that it can happen they're like oh yeah. we could atmospheric collapse is a thing that like newspapers write about it's like are we in danger (laughs) well well, there are planets that are entirely underwater and it there are air bubbles trapped like underground maybe oh that's cool so you can sail to them if you have a vessel that can traverse underwater Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. uh and you can find these air bubbles and set up bases of operation little pieces of the atmosphere are still clinging to that planet uh, and you can plumb the planet for its riches. I really like this setting, actually, a whole lot. <laughs> it's it is, really cool. It's so cool. Oh, uh, and man. now it's... I'm glad I actually got to... What it originally started as a meme idea eventually became like a really nice setting. And that's always fun to do with these. I'm glad that we went from Stargate to this. Yeah, because I... Yes, the water sea is actually... Or water space is really interesting to play around in. Yeah. Ah, well, folks, that's our show. 
If you like this episode, you can subscribe to us to get more episodes every other Saturday. Go ahead and write us a review on iTunes. It really helps us out. Our artist, courtesy of the talented, wonderful Shell Tor at Jovial Paradox on Twitter. You can tweet us to at Lads or send us spirited hate mail at 30minuteworlds at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and as always, happy world building.